This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, there is a large conference. It's taking place in Whistler and front and center. We are looking at the aging demographic in Canada and the challenges that come with that. Daniel Fontaine is the CEO with the BC Care Providers Association and joins us on the line. Daniel, good morning. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. So what's happening in Whistler? Well, what's happening in Whistler is we are gathering about uh, 500 delegates from uh, actually across the world uh, here in Whistler to talk about our rapidly aging population. We have a number of folks who are going to be uh, speaking over the next uh, three to four days. Uh, we have Dr. Daniel Martin coming in from Ontario uh, to talk about transforming healthcare. Uh, we have a number of uh, fantastic speakers who are going to be uh, just talking about the demographic challenge we, we face today because um, as you and I have spoken about in the past, we we don't have time anymore to plan and look ahead to when seniors are going to be forming the majority. Um, they're here now, and we have to really get ready for that. And will the focus mainly be on health care and the challenges in that area? There's a number of different um, streams of discussion. We're looking at everything from uh, quality, and, and one of the streams we're talking about, uh, the workshops, is around quality of care and quality of life. And we oftentimes equate uh, just simply providing quality of care for someone in, in a long-term care home as being quality of life. So we're going to have a discussion around that uh, at one of our panels around are we doing enough to make sure that seniors are getting the, the quality of life that they need within uh, the care setting. So that will be an interesting discussion because I think it's new territory for us. We, we for many years, I think, just uh, assumed that providing that, that high-quality care would be enough to uh, result in a good quality of life. And what we're learning through research is that that is not enough. We need to do more. Uh, and will anybody be presenting from other places uh, examples or studies that show where where it's being done better, perhaps, than we're doing here? You know, it's interesting. It's uh, Quality of, of life, is uh, it, because it's subjective in many respects, it is uh, uh, something that you know deserves attention and deserves discussion, but there's not a lot of of uh, research out there that can quantify what quality of life is. And quality of life for every person is slightly different. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about. How do you accommodate um, taking the things that make someone's life have a lot of quality, and then how can we incorporate that into the residential care, long-term care setting? And we all too often think that just because someone's in a long-term care home, that the things that brought them quality throughout their whole life, they suddenly don't need that anymore. And we now know that we need to find better ways and innovative ways to incorporate that into the care that we provide within a residential care setting. And what about the, the people in, in the care settings themselves as far as having a voice in this? Yeah, that's important. And I know that uh, the Seniors Advocate has just recently completed a fairly significant province-wide survey. So she actually, her office uh, went across the province and I believe those results are coming out uh, next month. So we do feel it's important to involve uh, the seniors and to, to hear from them as well as their families, quite frankly. They also play a very important role, uh, their caregivers, in terms of uh, satisfaction and making sure that we're providing the types of services that, that people need. Uh, we know as well, like you said, the population, the shift has already uh, gone as far as the number of people living over the age of 65. Uh, but when we break it down by, by province by province, do you know where does BC fit in as far as how, how that dynamic works? Well, you can look at it two different ways. Uh, we are actually uh, like a, a very small group of, of provinces. I believe there's a couple in Atlantic Canada that have a higher uh, percentage of those over 65. We're a destination. I mean, if you look outside, it's a, a beautiful day like this. You can see why so many people 
are choosing British Columbia to retire. So we do actually have a higher percentage of people that are over the age of 65. So as a result of that, we have some some interesting challenges ahead, and I think some interesting opportunities as well in the province to um, to innovate and perhaps lead the way for other provinces that aren't quite at the same stage we're at. But I, I watched, you know, the recent provincial election, and uh, I was waiting to see if if seniors care would become a, a hot topic during the election, and it and it really wasn't. And one of the reasons why is I think even our, all our political leaders um, agree and understand that we need to work together because. British Columbia is facing this issue, and we are ahead of many of the other provinces out of the curve. And we're going to have to come up with some solutions to not only make sure we can fund the system, but make sure that it's providing the kind of care that people are asking for. Uh, do you think perhaps we do spend too much time? Because uh, you're right, we didn't hear a lot about seniors' care in any of the election campaigns. We did, however, hear a lot about child care. Do we spend too much time on, on child care rather than, than care later in life? Well, I think both are equally important, Jill. I don't want to put pit one versus the other, but I think that um, it is important to to understand that, you know, we, we do have a rapidly aging population. Uh, if you look at all the research and you look at where we're going, we're, we're definitely going to have to put more attention to it. But the fact that the province has committed another $500 million towards uh, increasing staff levels within the care setting in the next four years, we're looking at hiring another 1,500 full-time staff. You know, the Green Party... Uh, it was very clear within their platform they were willing to work with us and to look at ideas. I think that we've come to a point where it's it's no longer almost debatable. It's people understand that something has to be done and there there has to be new investments. But I, I don't see it as an either-or. I think we do need to invest in child care as well. But, but when you look at the challenges that an aging population over the age of 65 is going gonna, is gonna to put on our economy and on our, our community, it really does... You know that that'll resonate here up at Whistler over the next three four days as we uh, we meet as uh, as delegates. And do you think as well? Is it is it the kind of thing that we all know? We're all aging. We're all we do it every day. We all are hopefully going to to grow older, uh, but we don't really think about these things unless we're in a situation. If you're dealing with a parent who needs care, if you're dealing with a loved one, we we tend not to think about it, and we assume I think in some cases that the care is there and will be there when we need it. Absolutely. And I get, I probably get now about one to two phone calls a week from just people within my cohort, people that I know that I thought, you know, uh, many of which were very learned, very capable, very professional folks who are calling me very distressed because they don't know what to do. They just simply are at a loss. Um, their mom or dad or their grandparents are, are perhaps dealing with dementia. And I, I hear that struggle and I think, you know, if these individuals are struggling with trying to manage the system, I can only imagine if you're if you have other challenges and you're not as as perhaps privileged as the folks that I'm talking to, it would be very challenging. But a lot of people don't uh, face up to it and don't deal with it until something normally happens within their own family setting, and then it is quite jarring uh, to have to go through that process. So where do you send somebody when you get a phone call that somebody, like you said, somebody who has access to, to information and can, and can seek it out, where would you send somebody to, to find that information? Yeah, typically what people are looking for is actually uh, they're looking for a place for their uh, loved one. So typically they're trying to find a location, they want to know the types of services, and they just don't know where to go. So we actually set up a website called mycarefinder.ca. And I usually send people there first. That's the first place I say, take a look. It's Google Maps based. You can take a look at the neighborhood, the community, see what types of services are available in your area. If, if it's not available there, then expand the map, go a little bit further, 
find out what's there, and then actually uh, go down to those uh, care homes, interview the staff, go for a tour, meet them. That helps to kind of debunk uh, kind of what uh, concerns they might have or their their uh, preconceived notions, and that's normally the first step. And then usually from there, they're connected into the care system, and then they do receive that care. All right. Well, Daniel, sounds like it's going to be a busy few days up there. Mm-hmm, it certainly is. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, it's our 40th anniversary, so it's a special uh, occasion as well for the association. So you guys and Star Wars. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you are in good company. Well, thank you so much for the preview. I appreciate it. Always an interesting, always an important topic uh, to get out there. Well, thanks for your interest in the subject. All right. Thanks, Daniel. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.